You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the fight as Carapace, Rex, Magnum, Wildstrike, and Sweet Spot fight their way through Iacon's underworld against criminal empires and a movement determined to bring an end to the Cybertronian Confederation. Welcome everyone back to Bots in Space. Intrepid adventures of our hapless party as they try not to float off into the atmosphere. Um, last we met, we were uh, um, trying to be subtle in outer space and um, doing a damn good job, if I do say so myself. Yeah. All right, guys? So, um, we're very quiet. Uh, Carapace was doing some space fishing, and that was working out pretty well. Although I think he's exaggerated the size, but we'll see. And uh, welcome back. <laughs> Yeah. In space, no one can hear you applaud. <laughs> so There's we must be in space. <laughs> and he was never asked to introduce again. Thank you, Magnum. And don't forget that we can be found on all the usual places. Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and if you like what we're doing, please leave a five-star review or if if you really need to go lower, okay, but we still like reviews. And don't forget that we can always be reached on the Transmissions Discord channel. We got the Empire of Rust feed, and if you want to talk to any of us, go ahead, jump in, because we want to hear from all of you, every single one of you. Except for you. You know who I'm talking about. Enough said. When last we left, Carapace just speared a drone. How the fuck did that thing get out here? <laughs> like, we're not, like, it's not like we're like, oh, they're doing like a citywide search. Like, we're in space. <sighs> like, that thing should not be here. I mean, I know it's 50 50 shot, but I mean, still, it's like. It's like <laughs> <laughs> All my hate, Pat. <laughs> I'm going to be absorbing it for a while, I think. It's okay. (laughs) Wasn't enough alcohol on St. Patrick's Day to make Pat forget about that factor. Patrick Patrick doesn't drink, ironically enough. (laughs) Yeah, Pat, how was was your day anyway? My St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not one I celebrate, honestly. I mean, yes, I'm Irish, but I've never really related to that. Irony is, you know, St. Patrick's wasn't even Irish. He was Italian and Gaelic, so. But it's your titular day. It's it's really not. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Carapace, you just uh, speared a drone. Okay. Well, you have to check it. We might have to throw it back if it's under the the regulation size. Well, I I have a winch. (laughs) It's one of my tech slots, so I'm going to just... Reel it in, and then once it's adjacent to me, I'll, you know, scurry is the wrong word. I'll float back, you know, to the back of the ship and climb on in. Sounds good to me. And to wrap up the last part of this combat, Wild Strike, uh, nose first into the shuttle? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just hit the thrusters, hit the thrusters. Engines on slow. Make it it a soft landing. (laughs) Once Carapace is the, uh, the drone inside, I'll fly back in. Okay. Like, hey, sweet spot. You ever watch Knight Rider? <laughs> I don't know what you're you talking get, about, you, Michael. You better get this paid. <laughs> <laughs> Turbo boost. He actually was a transformer. They just never told us that. Explains that, a lot of things. I was gonna say that actually makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? It's just his transformation cog is broken. That's <laughs> yeah. all. Some fan did like fan art of what uh, like what different '80s vehicles would be if they transformed. So they did the Ecto One. They did. Uh, Kit, they did the DeLorean, they did the A-Team van, the Mystery Machine. Oh yeah, I think I saw those. Oh, nice. Wasn't wasn't Ecto a, a convention though, bot though? Didn't they do a convention bot? Yeah, they they did a real model. They they did do a figure. Uh, not just convention exclusive, it uh, it actually came out I think it was a store exclusive. Uh, last I heard, uh, a couple people up in Canada were, gra- were getting it from uh, EB Games. 
And just uh, just two months ago, uh, back in January, we should have started getting the uh, the uh, the Gigawatt figure, the uh, the transforming DeLorean. Oh, cool! Oh, nice. Can he travel through time? Well, he can come back and tell us if he didn't actually come out at that time. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it can travel through time, but we're technically traveling through time. So, talking about uh, traveling, uh, everyone aboard? Okay. Seal out the shuttle and restart the descent sequence. What do you folks want to do with this drone? Now, if you remember from last time, Magnum, you had blanketed the entire section, the entire area around the ship with electronic white noise, and you pretty much took out all communications. Yeah, it's more like gray noise. Black yeah. and white noir noise. Um, well, I mean, let's try to disable this thing's transmitter if it's still transmitting, and then turn off the, the noir noise. Well, you think it's certainly transmitting, uh, so you would have to take care of that first before you turn that off, so yeah, go ahead and give me an engineering check, and whomever wants to aid is welcome to. Is that untrained? Oh no, I have engineering. Yeah, um, yeah, yep. so plus two. Yeah, nice. All right. 27 engineering. Bam. Yep, that is more than enough to take care of this. Uh, you locate the transmitter and quickly just bzzz, squish it right. in your fingers. Oh, I, like turn it off as opposed to destroying it. I, mean, I suppose you can. <laughs> you might have use for this. Narratively, it'd be more entertaining if you destroyed it. Hey, there's, uh, there's something wrong with one of these cages up here. The drama level is dropping fast. <laughs> uh, we're not here for entertainment, are we? You know, you guys aren't listening to that for us for that, are you? <laughs> yes, you can go ahead and uh, get the transmitter disconnected and not transmitting anymore. So you just cut the power to it. I'll turn off the, uh, the gray noise then. See how quickly I can get this thing to start broadcasting a different location. Sure. Uh, all your comms come back on the moment you stop transmitting all of the the gray noise. And give me a computer's check first. Oh, good. All the all the comms are back on. It's not like I I'm doing anything that I need to focus on here. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Ooh, would you roll a one or something? Yes, actually. Well, that would do it. See, that's what the orange indicates. <laughs> the down arrow. Our listening audience can't see that. No, that's yeah, why I'm explaining include, it. Yeah, they also <laughs> include a little middle finger on note, uh, roll 20 when you roll a, a one. <laughs> I never noticed it looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> Looks Brilliant. like a down arrow. You think it's a down arrow, but it's not really. It's really. Here's to you, buddy. You're number one. You try to get a hold of its like transmission records and figure out just what it's doing here. Why uh, Why did it come up this far? What's happening? Why did it come after your ship? And you just yeah, you just, you just can't seem to get the information you need. Does it look built for space? I mean, obviously it's up here so, I mean, does it look space specific or just a drone that sort of went up high? Uh, it looks like a drone that just kind of went up high. It doesn't look like it is specifically made to, to deal with with you, or to deal with uh, uh, like space travel specifically, it looks very similar to one of the drones that you guys had seen uh, circling the city. Uh, they are certainly, it, it's not like a manned drone of any kind. It's far too small for that. Vicious little cuss, isn't it? You see, if, if it were manned, it, 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 it wouldn't be a drone. It would be a, a manned craft, or botted craft. Be, well, we almost had a manned drone if, 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 uh, if Carapace hadn't hung on. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's true. I would have turned into a kite. <laughs> that would all, that would actually be the second time that happened in this game. I know, I was going to say. That grappler and winch has really worked out well for you, hasn't it? Oh, it's awesome. They're so great. <laughs> Especially since no one actually knows the rules, so we just kind of use it thematically. Yeah, it's great, you know? <laughs> Note to self, Ambiguity, look up rules right. for grappler. <laughs> Uh, you screwed the pooch there, and you let him in on the secret. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, 
<clears throat> there are rules for this? <laughs> Does yeah, it even I mean, have rules? He, he has to actually spend time to look behind the curtain, and we know that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, there are secrets over here. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, although as a, I guess we have to assume that they probably know where we are right now. Well, apparently everybody in the stratosphere does. Cause we, well, you know, we, they knew where we are a minute ago. We created an area of sound eating. Don't do things halfway. I'm almost inclined to agree with you. Uh, so, I guess, are we going to go in and, and try and do our thing, or do we have to get rid of this craft now because we've been spotted? Uh, let's do a sensor sweep. Can, does I assume this ship actually has sensors of its own, right? Yeah, it does. I just want to see if there's anyone who's approaching or seems to be noticing us or anything like that, or any craft that's uh, turned in our direction. I'll make a pilot and check to uh, check the instruments there. 34, checking all of our uh, proximity sensors and such. You take a sweep of everything that's that's going around, and you can tell that traffic from the space lane has certainly directed their sensors your way, but it doesn't look like any of them are veering off of their courses. So they notice something, certainly, but you don't think that anyone is, is coming to check you out, at least from the ships that are on your, your sensor. And there aren't a whole lot right now. I mean, there's at most about four of them, uh, just going kind of in various directions, because again, this is kind of like one of the 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 major incoming space lane that's heading to uh, to Iacon Spaceport. But yes, it doesn't look like they are they are changing directions to get to you. But it does look like they're keeping uh, a radar tab on us, so to speak. Exactly, exactly. Well, we just admitted the equivalent of a tuba in a, in a crowded room, so... Okay, let's head back down to the planet and continue with our plan. All right. Sweet spot, give me one more piloting check, please. You got it, 22. 22. On sensors, on the way down you notice that there are three more drones heading in the direction of the last spot that you found the, the drone in before. So the the location where the drone attached itself to your ship right before you hit the trans, the, turn the transmitter off on that, it looks like three more drones are heading up towards that spot in a straight line. Do we know what the sensor range of those drones are? Magnum? Do I? You're, you're holding one in your hand. Well, yeah, I'll hold one in my hand. Let me look. Uh, engineering? Yeah, engineering. 14. I'm rolling another two. You're not quite certain of the, the outer limit of the sensor range, but you do think that you will probably get uh, within it in, in a few seconds at the rate you guys are going. Okay, so Face that's... maneuvers. All right, going to do some evasive. I want to fly out of their sensor range and in a way to get around it and pass it. There we go. That's a 38, a natural 20 on my piloting skills, which are most... Those are some serious invasive maneuvers. Yes. 38? 38. Yeah. You fly your way right around them. Turn around, loop around them, come back, keep on going straight, just to show them that, hey, can't see me. I bet that's the highest, that's the highest piloting this ship has ever, you know, like, enjoyed, you know? If Zaran had knuckles, he could be, they'd be white, you know? Zaran's, like, sitting there just gripping the seat. Why are you going backwards? (laughs) I'm not going backwards. It's the G-Force that's making you think that we are. Stop showing off, sweet spot. I'm not showing off. Well, maybe a little. You see, in order for me to cut across their uh, their radar profile, I need to cut over this way. But we are still in the uh, space lane traffic, so I have to dodge and duck and weave and dip and dodge all around all these uh, other ships here, uh, like so, and uh, throw in a barrel roll just for good measure. And we are able to get around these little pesky mosquito-like bots and back into the lane, uh, watching out for this... Uh, Big transport ship there. That's that would sure make a mess of us. And there we are. Good lord, that was beautiful. <sighs> Thank you. I don't think I could repeat that performance. Well, strike. He uh, he he outmaneuvered 
You? I don't think so. I'm in the ship. He did not maneuver me. Well, Strike was was reading a, re, <laughs> reading a magazine. <laughs> Somebody wake up, Wild Strike. <laughs> he can't go this slow when he's flying. <laughs> um, is there such a thing as a traffic cop in these lanes? <laughs> no. Thank then, God. then what is that? <laughs> <laughs> You get down into the atmosphere, and where do you want to head from here? I believe we are going to uh, Ironhide's uh, home, right? He was meeting us there. Was that the plan? No, we were going to go to the ISS building and park in the oh, in park on top. parking spot. I was about one step behind on the plan. All right, yeah, change so the course again. So we land there, send the people in with the, the proper, that have the outfits, go get X more, or however many that is, and then have all of us escort Zaron down to his office, and then we can call Ironhide. I'll say that we are coming down in through the uh, the space lanes and get into the, the local traffic patterns, uh, make our way over to the ISS building, trying to stay as low in the, uh, the traffic lane as we're allowed, uh, without ra- raising too much suspicion, so that uh, perhaps some of the buildings will cover our approach. And then we'll pull up right over the ISS building and park in the designated spot with ease. As you approach the uh, ISS building, you can see on the top floor, the uh, like the wall, the outer wall, f- uh, folds down and opens up to accept you guys into the, the landing pad. The uh, landing pad is actually like, inside the, uh, the top floor. Oh, of course it is. You might need your wild strike. <laughs> Yeah, the ship just, uh, you see, sweet spot, you slide the ship right in, you land on pad two. The ISS building recognizes the uh, transponder code of the, the shuttle, so there's no problems or anything to it. Uh, there's no security like, escort waiting for you guys or anything, because this is an official shuttle from Zaron, so it's expected that he's going to have his own security escort. You land the ship and power it down. So Zaron is going out, and who is going out with him on this initial run? I, I volunteer. You have access to three suits of badgeless armor right now, so up to three of you can go with him. Or you can, the rest of you can hang around. It's not a problem, just letting you know that's how many you have. If it's just the two of you, then cool. I, I have a, uh, a separate uh, possible use for that last armor. Uh, directly related to this mission, <laughs> actually. Uh, after after we land, I assume the door is going to close up. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Uh, I was thinking that perhaps Magnum would like to don said armor and see if he can kind of hack or jury-rig the, uh, the door to open upon our command, should we need it to. Ah. Yeah. Good thinking. Sure, I can do that. I'm real subtle. <sighs> if only we had four. <laughs> if only we had four bits of armor. <laughs> so do you want me to stay with Zaron and you go and grab the the gear? Who are you talking to? Wild Strike. The two of you were going yeah. with uh, Zaron. Right, but I mean, once we get inside, it's like we bring him to his office... We could either just leave him alone and then us do it, but I mean, do we want to leave him alone? Like, what if someone, what if like yeah. someone is, that is in the know actually comes? Probably better not to leave him alone for a second. Yeah, case. that's that was my thought. So I was gonna say, like, do you want to stay with him or do you want me to stay with him? Uh, I can stay with him if you will. It doesn't matter to me. Okay, then I'll go down and pick up a, pick up the equipment. Does anyone have an extra-dimensional storage compartment? I got a trunk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> was that an actual question? <laughs> it was. No, I do not. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 there's a feat for that. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> May make it easier to sneak things aboard. I'm just gonna grab like the equivalent of like the, you know, the big black duffel bag. You know. Yeah. Carry, Everyone needs to know what's in there. Out, yeah. Because they're badgeless, all the duffel bags are identical. Exactly. Everyone's always getting up. And then, and then they'll stop me and be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm, I have, you know, you know, outfit." 
I I have orders. Wow, you you can't even bluff yourself. <laughs> I, have, I outfit. I have out, I have outfit. I outfit. I outfit. I outfit. All your outfits <laughs> are belong to us. This is going to end well. Of course. And then I gotta guess I gotta sneak off to the the uh, door control room. Do you want me to do it stealthily? You're it. You're in disguise. Why would you need to be stealthy? Well, like, stealth isn't just... It's about being not noticed. You know, so it's not that I'm hiding, it's just that I'm... Unobtrusive. Yes. Mm. Smart. And it's a skill I'm really good at, so I figured I'd... Oh, well, if you're good yeah, at it, then not by all means. Needs to. Carapace and Wildstrike, you two are escorting Zaron. We're doing that. You, right, you cool. do have a weapon that does electricity damage, Wildstrike? Yep. yep. Okay, good. Just Because there's... If I know anything, there's at least a 50-50 shot of Ironhide coming in just yeah. randomly. <laughs> 50-50. Do we have it? Do we? Do we have something for you, Wild Strike, that can do non-lethal? No, no, we could. We couldn't find that. I'll see if I can find one of those in the. He probably yeah, wouldn't use it idea. if we did. Yeah. Like if we can't buy them, oh no! But if we could just take one, then yay, yay! Yeah. Well, they did have them last time we were in the building. They had them available. Yeah. yeah. So. Carapace and Wildstrike, you are escorting Zaron down to his office, and Magnum, you are going to try and get uh, access to the door controls. Mm-hmm. One last question. What are you going to do with the three bodies here, Sweet Spot? Well, I'm going to uh, try to properly hide them on the shuttle so that they are not noticed by anyone either glancing in or walking by. I will, of course, have the, the shuttle closed, just in case. So you're closing up the shuttle. Okay. Closing That's all I need to know. I mean, I mean have yeah. we considered waking up the two that are not dead since we've debugged them? <laughs> you, you haven't. No one has, so it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> just sort of let them lie. I thought it was, I thought they were, like, unconscious to the point that we couldn't wake them up. Like, I thought that was the reason we didn't do No, we that. just sort of left them that way. Oh, okay. We made sure they weren't going to die, but we didn't wake them up. And we took the bugs off, so... And let's be honest, it's been, like, at most two hours. It's possible, probably, maybe even probable, that they will wake up in the middle of this. <laughs> but, uh... What would you say, a 50-50 shot? Yeah. 50-50. <laughs> it's a good thing okay. they're not human, because they'd have brain damage by now. Well, there's, there's actually, there's two of them, so the probability of that both of them not waking up is actually only 1 in 25. Or, you know, 25%, so... I am going to uh, try to use the shuttle's sensors to uh, keep an eye on any bots around Magnum to kind of watch his back without being out there with him, since I don't have uh, the armor of camouflage. Okay. I will actually save the trouble on that one. Uh, you can you can go ahead and see that there are two guards currently in the hangar right now. And you remember from your time in the building and just your your time as an employee here uh, that the hangar bay has always been thought of as a soft assignment. No one's ever stupid enough to try and infiltrate the base right from the hangar. So uh, you know you know that the guards who are up here generally are not as observant as other guards. Right, but curiosity can often kill us cats. So I will keep an eye on them anyway. Absolutely. Uh, but yep, there are two guards, and they are both stationed at the like the main door that heads down into the rest of the building, uh, and they have a good view of the entire bay from where they're standing. Hmm. Let's uh, start off with Carapace and Wildstrike. So the two of you follow Zaron as he exits the shuttle and moves over to the, the door heading down. Uh, you can see that he is approaching the two guards at the door. Uh, do you want to do anything before the three of you arrive there? I would just ask him, is there uh, anything that we're like, you know, that someone in our position should say or do while we're in this place? Not while you're with me. Okay. Stay quiet and stay two steps behind me. Are you guys still on comms? I don't know. Were they destroyed by the the, the, the black? No, the, I turned them all back on again. The brown noise. 
Oh. <laughs> you. <laughs> the brown noise would destroy comms. Yeah. <laughs> destroy a few more things, too. You made me ink. I uh, know your, your comms are fine. Okay. Then, what about the colons? Are the colons fine, too? <laughs> <laughs> now that Magnum is not, like, destroying them. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, if you don't do anything specific, Zaron is going to walk up to the two guards and show his uh, diplomatic credentials to them. They will examine them for a brief second, and he will uh, hit the button for the elevator. And the door comes. The elevator comes up. Door opens. He walks in. I'm assuming you two follow. He presses the button for the fifth floor, a secure diplomatic wing, and the elevator starts moving. I'm sure you already know this, but the armor you need is going to be in the armory on the first floor. You're going to have to travel through a number of... Uh, past a number of security bots who are potentially taken over. Keep your wits about you, and you'll be able to get through fine. Sure. Do you, uh, do you have the ability to grant, like, access cards? Uh, sorry, access cards for what? Like, the... Like, if I'm moving around, like, if, if if I have to move through, like, a secured area, I'd like to have a, a key card if he can just say, hey, give this guy a key card. Because I can't walk around with his, because that's suspicious. You would have access to the the, car, the, the identification that came with the, the armor okay. on this. Okay. And from the, the bots that you had already taken it from, so... Okay. You think that you have a card that will get you through at least the the non-highest security areas of the, the building. Sure. Okay. Huh. Built-in hall pass. Perfect. Elevator slows down, stops, the door is open. Zaron steps out and starts walking down the hall. You're following? Yes. Yeah. As you are heading down the hall, you do notice that there are a couple of badgeless walking around. Uh, not only badgeless, but it, what looks like, like essentially office workers or, or low-level diplomatic workers. Uh, so go ahead and give me a. You're trying a, so you're trying not to be seen. You're trying not to be obtrusive there, right? Correct. That feels more like a bluff check than anything else than it does stealth. I know, but I suck at bluffs. So that's why I meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, I'll give you guys the uh, the option. So if you try to make a stealth check, then you are going to like be walking so that you are kind of hidden behind Zaron. If you're going to make a bluff check, then you're just trying to show that, hey, I belong here. This is my spot. So Carapace Wildstrike, go ahead and make a check, please. Whichever one you'd like. Whips out a t-shirt that says, I heart badgeless. Yeah, are you giving them uh, a bonus because they're in badgeless armor and look like everybody else? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Already got that factored in. Wild Strike got a 10 for his bluff. Ooh, that's not too good. <laughs> that's right. We badgeless. Uh, we belong here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't you be looking at me. Not you. <laughs> I have yes, a, there's no badge here. I have none. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's actually wearing a badge. Damn it, where'd you get that? <laughs> I have a, uh, a 30 stealth. <laughs> Damn. So Zara has one guard. <laughs> who, do, who doesn't look like he belongs there. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a badge, ironically. <laughs> Carapace wasn't hiding to be stealthy. He was hiding because he was embarrassed to be seen with Wild Strike. <laughs> <laughs> Just acting the fool. I mean, it is badge that says not a badge on it. All right, Carapace, go ahead and make a quick perception check. There we go. Uh, that is a 23. So as... Bots are walking by, you subtly adjust your position so that your bulk is hidden behind Zaron. And although if someone looks carefully, they can see that there's another bot there, 
They just assume, oh yeah, he's, it's just the other security bodies on the other side of Zaron. Doesn't really matter. And no one really pays a whole lot of attention to you. However, with that perception check, you do notice that people are paying attention to Wildstrike. As he just saunters down the hall, trying to overly walk casual. <laughs> Since you noticed it, I'll give you a chance to help him out and kind of figure out what... Just help him out a little bit. What do you want to do? Uh, Wild Strike, you got to walk a little bit more like you got to stick up your butt. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wait. What, what's, what's, the, what's the transformer equivalent metaphor for that? Like... Uh, Wrenching your tailpipe? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're walking too casually. Walk a little bit more soldiery. Don't whistle for God's yeah. sake. Okay. Alright, I'll try. <laughs> try one more there, Wild Strike. Right? 22. Yay! 22. Okay. Yep. You think you. You think you got it uh, going this time here? I'm not supposed to skip. Okay. <laughs> Nobody is that happy to be at work, especially the badgeless. So, with Carapus's help, you uh, you go ahead and get that wrench fr- placed firmly up your butt, exhaust, and we are good to go. <laughs> yes, you're exhaust. Wrench in the exhaust. Gotcha. You take the trip down the hallway from the elevator. It takes about half uh, half the building before you get to Zaran's office. He gets there, pops his credentials up on the, the pad, door opens, and the room is empty. He goes in. You follow? Yeah. So, Wild Strike, you're staying, and Carapace, you're going. Correct. Hey, Magnum. Yeah. Be careful out there, man. Oh, don't worry. Thank you. I will be. Actually, before I go, this is a diplomatic... This is a sort of a fancy diplomatic shovel, shuttle, right? It is. So, do they have a, a bar? High or low, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Take it, Magnum. God damn it. Hi. Rolled in 11. So, yeah, just barely, right. but... I, I, I apologize. A... I feel like I've, like, inadvertently, like, revealed a secret of the universe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you have. Shame on you. It's like telling the listeners that there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> you mean there's no actual rhyme or reason behind Mike's rolls? It's just a 50-50 chance? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like Heisen- Heisenberg's law of... Of Empire of Rust. <laughs> hey, I I got some stuff that's a hundred percent planned out, and some stuff that isn't. So I still want some randomness. I know we're really good at dodging the stuff you you planned. Yep. Yes, Magnum. You go ahead and you find some uh, a little bit of energon in the storage containers here on the ship, and you uh, manage to put together a nice little energon spritzer. Well, I'll actually pull out the bottles and, and take it all with me, and take some glasses with me as well. <laughs> All right. I wonder where this All is right, going. And then I'll uh, sort of saunter over to uh, over to the uh, control area for the uh, the uh, the door. Okay. Uh, you exit the shuttle, and you can see the two guards uh, against the far wall. They do look in your direction when you come out, but otherwise they don't really do a whole lot. I'll be watching for signs if they're independent or not. Give me a perception check. 23. That's not bad. That's all right. You think that they are bugged because they are not moving. They look in your direction, but they don't really stare in your direction like a person kind of examining you. You feel like they just noticed you and are now going back to their jobs. Mm, All right. So I have to uh, ultra tactics here. You have tactics? <laughs> you have tact. <laughs> T- don't insult me. All right, I will. Uh, these these uh, bug guys are pretty single-minded. From what I can, what we've learned, right? So they probably mm-hmm. have a preset sort of routine. Yep, they're definitely not the life of the party. All right, I'll head over there. Yeah, they're not going to move to attack you or to intercept you, and you make it over to the the door controls. 
Reporting to take over door control guard shift. These units have been reassigned to uh, further protection of Ironhide. No, 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 not, not protection of Ironhide, excuse me. <laughs> further protection of the mess hall. <laughs> who, who are you talking to? The badges that are there. There's there's no badgeless at the door controls for the exterior door. The two badgeless oh. that are there are uh, at the door that's the for the elevators heading into the building. Oh, yeah. so I'm like walking away from them. Right. And now All you're right. talking to the wall. <laughs> I thought they were over there. <laughs> at this point, you just look drunk. <laughs> Car- carrying around a couple well, of bottles. Uh, that that works too. Is there an alcove? Like, is there anywhere out of sight where I could get to electronics out of their sight? You'd have to do a stealth check for it. You can kind of angle your body a little bit, but it's not like it, it's hidden or anything. The the controls for the outer door are actually just on the wall. Effectively, it's like a computer terminal built into the wall. Uh, it's not a, okay. like a it's not like an alcove or a room or anything. All right. Uh, all right. Take a slug of a slug of liquor and uh, <laughs> weave my way over there in a curving walk. Yep. Well, <laughs> it's not their job to do anything about this, you know. What the <laughs> hell is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll uh, I'll uh, get up to the controls and I'll uh, and I'll uh, turn around and I'll raise a drink to the other guys or at the door and you know. And then sort of slide down, turn around face first, and fall asleep against the console. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, give me a bluff check. Alright. Yeah, you need that. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled a 24 on my sense motive. <laughs> 20. What the, what the fuck is he doing? Sweet spot, you don't believe he's really drunk. No, but I still don't know what the hell the plan is. <laughs> to call more attention to himself? So one of the guards starts moving over to you. His gun is like on his back. He's not holding it or, or aiming it at anyone. And he's just walking in a straight line right over to you, Magnum. Mm, okay. Well, I'll just uh, keep my position see what he does. Okay. If no one stops him, he's just going to keep on going uh, right up to you. Mm-hmm. So he's next to you. Uh, he he grabs you by the the arms, like holding up, holding you under the arms, and is going to start dragging you away. I am going to open up the shuttle door and see if I can see the other guard that's at the elevator and maybe line up a shot from inside the shuttle with the lights out. You open up the shuttle door, and yeah, you can see the other guard on there. Uh, he does look in your direction when the, the door opens, but it doesn't look like he's making any move to come towards you. I will, uh, as soon as he grabs me, I'll throw my arm around his neck like, Oh, thanks, pal. And then I will hook my uh, legs around the, the console, like squeeze his neck and try to crush the little bug on his neck. Ooh, give me an attack roll. I'm trying to be friendly about it. Right, but you're still attacking the thing. Don't roll a one. Uh, 25. 25 is a hit. And go ahead and give me uh, your... I think an unarmed strike is 1d4. D3, typically. Go ahead and roll up uh, 1d3, and you can add your strength bonus if you have any. Alrighty. Crush it. Crush the bag. Three points. Three points, and I think that's enough, considering that you are trying to crush it just like in your hands there. It's a tiny little thing, so yeah. Mm-hmm. You reach your hand right up to the back of his neck, so friendly-like, and then you just squish and crush the bug. Yeah, and if, he's, if he goes limp, I'm going to try to hold him up. Uh, that is a good question. What is he going to do? Is he going to go limp, or is he going to... Just stagger a bit. Uh, what's good for you? Um, I don't know. I think it'd probably be better if he goes limp, but I probably could adapt either way. All right. He does not go limp. He kind of stumbles a bit, and he is not certain what is going on. All right. That's just the way I like him. 
<laughs> so yes, he has, so he stumbles around as you are holding on to his shoulders. I was like, ah, oh, oh. I'll be like, oh, hey, 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 have another drink, come on. You know, don't, don't, <laughs> don't black out of me yet. I'll give him a, a bottle, you know, sit down for a second, you know. <laughs> yeah. You've had a long day at work, come on, time to, time to relax a little bit. Can you do a sense motive on the other guard? Go for it. All right, rolling it up. 25 for my sense motive. What is he intending to do? Is he watching? Is he going to intervene? What's up? He is watching, uh, and as soon as like the commotion started over there, his attention was drawn away from the you and the shuttle, and it looks like he is about to start moving. Uh, since you were ready to take a shot, if you do want to take it, you can do so now. And these are the only two gods in the, uh, in the bay, right? Correct. Now, you're not certain if... Magnum has successfully subdued the guard that he is uh, hanging on to right now. Right, he would see me I, handing him a drink. I don't want him to be uh, double teamed either. Mm-hmm. Can he do a sense motive on her? I, I just did one on him. I, I don't think I'd be able to do two mm. in that space of time. And I was trying to keep an eye on the other one. But it, yeah, if he looks like he's going to... Uh, Interject, then I'm going to initiate uh, a shot. Okay. Uh, then yeah, if you do, I see that at all. I don't think so. I think you're you're keeping your attention on the the guy that you just dealt with. Okay. But yeah, the other one is starting to move forward. Because of the position of the shuttle, you do think that he'll have to pass by the shuttle in order to get to Magnum and yet the guard. Oh, wait, so you have a... We're on comms. I could just ask him. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Magnum, uh, the cell cat's about to come to you. I got him in my sights. Make the call. All right, just leave him alone. We're just celebrating tonight. We're just having a nice drink over here. You give me you the word. Join. You can join us. You want me to come out? Yeah, I'll let you know. No, okay. don't worry. I'll let you know if I need help. You know, oh. I still have a chance of being a casual about this. All right. I got my laser point right on. You just say the word. All right, great. Thank you very much. And I will just ready the attack then, as soon as she gives me any inkling. The other guard is approaching the pair of you. He is right. about 20 feet away, still approaching. 10 feet away, 5 feet away. And let's go ahead and see what Carapace and Wildstrike are up to. <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it, DM. I will revenge myself upon you. A cliffhanger within the episode. Well played, Michael. The listeners are just going to be bored until they get back to me. You know it. Carapace, you said you were heading out to grab the other set of badgeless armor that you need. Correct. So you start walking down the hallway heading towards the elevator. You pass by a couple of other bots and a few badgers. Give me one more stealth check. Oh, natural 20. Uh, so that's a 32. I'm like a fart in the wind. <laughs> you don't think anyone knows you're there. In fact, some people like almost stumble into you because they, they just have no idea. And you, you're just like whoosh, right around them. Thermoptic camouflage. You tap them on the left shoulder. You just move right around them as they turn their head. Huh. <laughs> I wonder what that was. Okay, you get to the elevator and pop your key card against it, and you start and you jump on. Hit the button for the first floor, the police precinct, and the elevator starts heading down. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Weapons, will, women's underwear, uh, holsters, third floor. The police precinct is in front of you. You exit the elevator, take a turn to the, uh, I believe it's the left, and you know where the, the armory is. Yep. You start heading down. There are uh, several more bots hanging around, badgeless. Uh, police officers that are not in badgeless armor, like security uh, forces that just, you know, are getting ready for their day yep. kind of thing. Yep. 
and you give me a give me one more stealth check. Just one more stealth, stealth check. check. Uh, that one's a twenty. Modified modified twenty. Not as good as the last no. one, but you still managed to to sneak behind some cyber plants. <laughs> <laughs> the energon cooler. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to be watered, but they still die. Imagine how much it would suck to have to be one of those. That's your job, to be one of those plants. Eight hours a day. Plantatron. You continue heading down the hallway, passing by offices, interrogation rooms, conference rooms. Uh, you pass by the uh, the dispatch office on your left-hand side until you get to a fairly larger open area, which you recognize as the squad room. And you manage to sneak by that section, uh, even though there are about half a dozen uh, security forces kind of milling about doing their uh, their their duty. Nice. You get to the end of the hallway, and on the left-hand side, you see the doors for the armory. I assume you head down in there? Yes. Hit your credentials on the door, slides open. There are two bots in the armory right now. One is a uh, fairly typical-looking badgerless. Uh, the other one, though, the one that is kind of behind the behind the desk of the armory, you recognize. Uh, his name is Backstop. He is actually a Yukarin, and he is the quartermaster for the, the armory. So that's kind of like the, the person in charge of equipment? Yep. So you'd go up to him to like sign out equipment to get anything you need. He would give you he would give you what you want. Think of like a like a police armory yeah, where there's like yeah. a desk and there's like a cage there and everything. Yeah, it takes four of them to make a master. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're primitive combiners. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Perception is a twenty. Backstop is not moving around like a typical badgerless. So I, I would get the impression that he's normal. As normal as you, Karin, gets, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, um, are there any... I guess in order to get any piece of equipment, I'd have to go through him. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Um, then I will not hesitate and, and walk right up to them and be like, um, equipment acquisition. Yeah, no problem. Name? I tell him the name that's on my badge. Uh, the name on the badge is... Cliff Sweep. Cliff Sweep. Hey there, Cliff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> who's the other who's the other badgeless? <laughs> Norm something? <laughs> I don't know, you'll have to ask Wildstrike about that one. <laughs> Cliff Sweep. Alright, and what you want? Two uh, two badgeless armor, two shock grenades, and a merciful crystal. Uh yeah, whatever the you do. yeah, whatever that thing is. Fusion. Merciful fusion, that's what it is, yeah. Two badgeless armor, two shock grenades, and a merciful fusion. Huh. We don't get many people asking for one of those. I just follow orders, man. Ain't it the truth. Yeah, uh, you can see him entering some uh, some information on the data pad, and he flips it around, slides it over to you. Initial here. Okay. I'll look, I'll initial he there. Do I happen to see, like, any cool guns or equipment behind him? Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Uh, that is a 15. Uh, I want to say that any th you have uh, access to most everything up to level 5 in here. Okay. I mean, I wasn't, I'm not actually trying to get anything. It's more of like a, oh, is that the new, like, you know, small talk sort of stuff. Conversation. Got, oh, okay, gotcha. Sorry, I thought you were looking for something specific. No, nope, not, not right now. There's something there that looks like an electric shotgun. <laughs> I'll, I'll come back for that. Never seen it before. Yeah, it's, it's like a, so it's a it's like a blast. Yeah, like a blasting electric weapon. Uh, interesting. Sounds like a cool band name too. Electric shotgun. <laughs> and for those listeners who are not aware, a blasting weapon is uh, a weapon that does uh, damage out in a in a cone rather than a single shot. Yep. What's neat about it is you, you, they don't need, um, like, things like concealment don't matter because you're just like, I fill the area. It's not a, <laughs> you know, you just go, mm -hmm. hey, what, what's, what are you hitting north? Oh, okay, cool. 
<laughs> you know, considering this guy is surrounded by zombies, this is probably the most interesting conversation he's had all, all week. I know, right? I'm like, so I'll, I'll, I'll actually mention that. Is a, uh, I'm like, oh, is that a what are those uh, electric, electric shotguns? Yeah, we just got it in. It's pretty beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. What, what sort of ammunition does that thing take? Oh, uh, just battery charges. Like typical, you know. Well, the low ends or the the mid mid range ones. Oh, uh, just a standard twenty uh twenty charge battery will do it. Huh. Well, hopefully, I'll get a, a job that'll put one of those things in my hands. <laughs> yeah, isn't it the truth? Hey, you could always uh, take it over to the firing range for uh for testing purposes, <laughs> right? I'll definitely. I'll come back for that later. I I gotta get get this thing done. I uh, hear you. Sauron waits for no man. No, no bot. This is Rizaron, huh? How's that duty treating you? Well, stay quiet. Do what you're told. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Like this bot over here. And he points to the, the other, the badgeless one actually in the badgeless armor in there. Yep. Goldshot over there doesn't say a word. Ain't that right, Goldshot? Doesn't even react. I, I, res- I respect people that can keep their mouths shut. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not me then. Guess you don't respect me, huh? I said I can. <laughs> I can see them trying to infect this guy for weeks. Like, <laughs> he's, he's, in, he's inside this cage, right? And every time they put up a requisition, he turns around to go get it, and and they're like reaching through the cage trying to put one on him, and they just can't reach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have to worry too much. He's about as perceptive as I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing else here for you, Cliff Sweep. Is this all you need? That's all I need today. Until they tell me otherwise. Alright. Takes the, the things you asked for, takes the two badges armor, the shock grenades, and the uh, merciful, merciful fusion. fusion. Pops it on the table there, slides it through, and there you go. Okay. Uh, I should have asked for a selective one. Uh, that's okay. Actually, I don't think they, <laughs> I can't even put that on my gun. My gun's too low level. That's okay. Later on. Now I know this place exists. I need, <laughs> I need a merciful one sometime too. Oh, if I had known that, if I had known that, I would ask for two. Yeah, I yeah, know you didn't. I didn't mention it. You head on out. Uh, give me another perception check, though. On uh, as he is grabbing all the stuff for you. Uh, that is a seventeen. 17, you notice that there is a bug on the back of his neck, but he's not acting like he has one. Interesting. I don't know what that means. I wonder if all I could do is just keep him from noticing, and that's like the limit of it. Huh. He's either immune, like maybe he actually knows and is like undercover. Wouldn't that be cool? Maybe he's the, he's the one in control of everybody, you know? Or he's just really, really obtuse. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's like it was there, but then he tripped and he, like, he smashed the back of his head, and it's just still there, but it's broken. You know, he doesn't know. <laughs> so many, so many things. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, I'm just gonna get out of here. You know, get out while the getting's good. Sounds good. Yeah, you head. Uh, you head back. Give me one more stealth check on the way back. One. more more stealth check. One more. That is a 25. 25. Uh, it's a little harder this time because you're carrying all this equipment around. Sure. But you do manage to think... Uh, you do manage to keep yourself as unobtrusive as possible. Well, I figured, like, a badgeless carrying police-issue duffel bags down the hall isn't weird. You know? Exactly. Yeah. The DCs for the stealth checks were pretty low. Yeah, I I figured. You're being very nice, thank you. (laughs) Well, no, you guys guys did your your research and, you know, figured out what you wanted to do, so it only makes sense. See, I don't make all my decisions 50-50. I appreciate it. Not anymore, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I have a theory about the uh, the guy with the, the bug who wasn't acting bugged. Is mm-hmm. it possible that he figured out what was going on and then put a prosthetic bug on his neck to make it seem like he was already bugged? Well, that that's, so he can keep an eye on things, right? And that's kind of what I was. That's what you know. I was saying like he he infiltrated, like he's pretending. 
Ah, I missed that part. Yeah, I. I he's not. Pl- he's not playing the role, though. You know. Right, he is not. <clears throat> I mean, the the zombies are probably not going to notice any different, you know, because right. they don't seem to be able to, to cope with that sort of thing. But uh, if he acts that way around someone who's smart, then they're going to notice. Right. Unless there's a more sophisticated kind of bug. That's or actually a sleeper bug. Yeah, that could be. It could be different types of bugs. That would be. That'd be interesting. Oh, what do you mean they're evolving? Oh, great. Well, I mean, one of the things we learned about the bugs is they could. They basically could say like let someone act normal until a certain thing happens. Oh, so it could yeah. just be delayed, you know, or just not, there's nothing to, to kick in that makes it do it. Although they don't seem to be using that sort of thing around with most of these guys, but maybe for somebody important, they let him do his own thing until they need him. You know. Yeah, no, that's, he, he could be a sleeper until it's, until it's time. <laughs> we'll have to get rid of it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. You make it back to the elevator and hit the button, and you start heading back up to the fifth floor. The only reason you think you can get up to the the fifth floor is because Cliff Sweep, as being assigned to Zaron, uh, is one of the few police officers who have the credentials to get up to that floor. Uh, If it was a more typical kind of bot, uh, for instance, the, the... uh, spot suites, which is the one you have, uh, the armor you have there, Magnum. Mm-hmm. Then you don't think that uh, you'd be able to get up to the the fifth floor, for instance. Okay, well, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad I chose the one I did then. Now, do you just want to bring the armor back, or you know? Well, yeah, or, I, I was gonna head, head. I was gonna head up to the ship and let you give, right. it, give it to you guys. Ironically, I might have a couple more pieces of armor for you. I know, I was just going to (laughs) say. Back in Zaron's office, Wildstrike, you are standing there at the door, I'm assuming? Yeah. Just kind of guarding the area, making sure that nobody uh, comes in. So, Wildstrike, you... You said it was... You said I was there in the cell next yes. to Ironhide, right? You were on either side of Quick Switch. Did... Did I hurt anyone? At that point, I don't know. I was in the cell, and he came to gloat, basically. Ironhide and I had run a mission beforehand... And he wanted to show that Ironhide was on his side. Uh, you just happened to be there as well. Beforehand, I can't say if you were involved in anything else. There's been no recordings or anything that you've seen of me hurting anyone, have you? No, though I haven't been able to check any of these recordings. It is my, my fervent wish that I was not put in a position to harm someone like this. And if I did anything to to harm you, then I, I deeply apologize. It is... I live my life as a, as, a, as a way of peace, but I'm afraid that these last few cycles may have... may have ruined that. You can't be responsible for what you did under Quickswitch's control. You had no choice in the matter. While I do understand that intellectually, it doesn't change the fact that if I did harm someone, it was through my hands that did it. And my reputation as a peacekeeper will be ruined because of it. Once we uncover the truth behind all of this, your reputation will be the same as it's always been. I hope you're right, my friend. I hope you are right. We have the proof here. We've seen what these things do. We know what happens once the bugs are removed. There's nobody, no one will fault you for the actions you may have taken. Mm, I think you're being a little naive, if you take my meaning. While I'm sure that the majority of the citizens of Iacon will agree with you, the people whom I have wronged will certainly look at it differently. But 
I can only hope that if that is the case, then I may be forgiven in time. And you can kind of like recognize like what he's saying here too, Wild Strike. I mean, uh, he's he has the reputation as a a peacekeeper, even throughout the entire Civil War. It's it's always something he's tried to do. He's tried to broker a peace deal between Autobots and Decepticons. Has he been very successful in that role? Uh, it at times. Like, he's managed to get a lot of kind of rules in place for things like prisoner transfers and stuff like that. Trying to keep the the war as civil as possible. But, I mean, you know for, for a fact that the war continued on for millions of years, so... Right. In, in certain respects, he has been successful. It's such a weird concept, a civil war. <laughs> civil wars tend to be pretty uncivil. You know, he was part of the uh, the Tyrest Accords, which prevented uh, non-Cybertronian planets from getting access to Cybertronian technology. Okay. So he was one of the the chief negotiators with that, along with uh, with Chief Justice Tyrest, who was the accords are named after. Right. So. So he's he's certainly done a lot of really good things, but he wasn't able to outright stop the war. Give me a perception check. I do say perception. Not perceptor. Perception. I think I already made that joke. <laughs> uh, 15. Uh, you hear movement on the other side of the door. You cannot tell what the movement is. Okay. I'll hold up my hand as if to say stop, and then kind of point towards the door. Takes a few seconds, but it sounds like whatever noise was out there has moved past. Okay. A bit longer, and then give him the all-clear signal if there's no other mm-hmm. noise. Yep. No other noise. Uh, it seems a little suspicious to you because Zaren's office is kind of like off in the corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's... You typically aren't going to have people walking by just on just day-to-day kind of thing. And you would think that unless someone's going to, like, the one or two offices that are past Quick uh, past uh, Zarin's office, uh, there's he can go an entire day and not hear anyone go by. Do you have access to any of the camera systems on this floor? Uh, yes, uh, ab- absolutely. Uh, there's a camera directly outside my, uh, actually it's built into my door. So I can see who's out there. Can I see? Uh, yep. So he will go ahead and access his uh, his desk, access his, his recording. He'll rewind it a couple seconds, and it looks like Ironhide just walked by to his office. Oh. Heading towards his office. Heading towards Ironhide's office. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Ironhide and. Uh, Bulkhead both have offices here in the the diplomatic uh, floor, and those are the only two that are beyond his uh, his office. Uh, you would have passed the uh, you would have passed like Fixit's office, and you would have passed uh, Quick a Quick Switch would have had one as well. It it is the diplomatic floor, so each of the ministers would have something. All right, so we can be sure that he's heading towards his office then, which is good. Let's head back up to the, the hangar. Alright. Magnum, back up in the hangar. There is a Badulus that is five feet away from you, and it looks like he is reaching his arms out to try and lift you up. Alright, well, he can lift me up, and then I'll smash him in the back of the neck. <laughs> all right uh cool so yeah he is going for uh your legs because it looks like he believes the other one is having some trouble uh just carrying you so he's gonna go for your legs and try to like double team uh you off the floor and somewhere else so go ahead and give me an attack roll all right see i love how like this guy like even though he's a mindless drone drone right drone right now he still has like the wherewithal to like help a, a buddy who's drunk you know <laughs> like that speaks well of his of his programming you know 
<laughs> they don't see me as a threat, you know. Went 25 to hit again. Four points of damage. Okay. Four yeah. points of damage. Judo chop. And aiming. <laughs> and yeah, you bring your arm down right on top of the bug. You put your, uh, you, you right as he walks by, just boom, and you hit it, crush, and that one staggers and falls to the floor, dropping you on the floor with them. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, what's, the, what's the first one doing? Uh, the first one is still kind of staggered. Like, he's, he's holding you, but it looks like he's... Like, it's difficult to tell because he, you can't see his face, but it looks like he's kind of, like, stumbling around a little bit, almost like he's drunk. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll put my arm underneath him, like, I'm helping him out, and, like, sort of lead him over and, like, sit him down and lead him, let him lean against the wall, like, like lead his back against the wall. Okay. So, oh, take, a, take a load off, man. You've been hitting it pretty hard here. Uh, hold this for me. Just, uh, I'll give him the bottle. <laughs> Say, just uh, have a hair of the dog. You know, the thing will steady out in a second. Just don't worry about it. You know, just take a rest. Uh, Sweet Spot and Magnum, both of you give me perception checks. Please. Coming right up. How's that? 22 for y'all. 22 works for me. 35. 35's even better. You hear a noise... Over by the door, the elevator door specifically, you can hear the elevator turn on, and the door opens. Uh-huh. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, no! Geez. Ooh, oh, that was a good one. This is Circuit reporting for the Iacon Newsfeed with breaking news on this day, 6th Cycle 04. Empire of Rust was created, written, and GM'd by Michael Ordway. Carapace is played by Patrick Finn. Wildstrike the Decepticon is played by Mike M. Rex, Blazer, Grazer, and Laser are played by Rob Muller. Pythagoras and Magnum are played by Matthew G. And Adam H. Chu plays Sweet Spot, junior representative of Velocitron. Stay up to the nanosecond on all the latest news on Cybertron and beyond by tuning into the Transmissions Network. Please support our show by going to transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. Until next time, Cybertron, this is Circuit signing off.